0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Martin Sibley Show. Today we're going to be talking all things art and doodling and stickman crips and also how that can be used to educate the public on our individual both disabilities but I suppose also just general mood and state of mind. All of this will make a lot more sense in a moment but it was just really nice to have a chat with Hannah Ensor about all of the amazing creative things that she's been doing and also how she's managing to fund it as well. I think it's quite innovative and creative as well. So I hope you enjoy our chat. Okay, so I'm very excited today to have Anna, Hannah Ensor all the way over from Oxfordshire I believe, Hannah? Yeah. How, how yep. is the weather there today?
1: I think it's sunny but my blinds are shut.
0: Yeah, Like <laughs> well, I'm, I'm near Cambridge and likewise it's all shut up, shop for the podcast. So uh, yeah, great to have you on today and thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. So um, as is always the format really, it's always nice to kick off with a bit of background story, sort of a bit about yourself and anything about your disability that you feel comfortable to to share with the listeners and just kind of set the scene before we get into Stickman Crips, of course.
1: (laughs) Well, um, yeah, my name's Hannah Encel. I was A environmental health officer. Um, I was born with a condition called hypermobility spectrum disorder, which is where I'm too flexible. Everything that's soft is too soft. It's a connective tissue, connective tissue issue. Um, So joints are very difficult to control. But I wasn't actually diagnosed as a child, so I just was a bit weird. I had lots of quirks. (laughs) I was weird, but not disabled. Is how I tend to put it. and it wasn't till my early 20s that the kind of weirdness is all kind of escalated and it got to the point of actually I can't function mm. So I sat down with a work colleague and said can you just tell me how much pain is it normal to be in to which they looked at me and went um <clears throat> <none.">
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and I thought ah oh. So, the fact that I can't, I'm using crutches to get to my office because the pain in my pelvis is so severe I want to scream, I should probably be seeing a doctor. Yes. So, until that point, you see, all my pains have been put down to psychosomatic stuff.
0: Oh, wow. So, the, the main so, um, sort of difficulty was the actual pain just constantly being there, or were there sort of physical difficulties because of the, the condition?
1: Well, there's. That's a difficult question to answer, because there was a lot of automatic coping strategies. Yeah, for example, yeah. if I'm still for too long and upright, I will start getting lightheaded, like when well, you stand up too quickly and get head rush,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is due to a secondary condition called POTS. And as a child, this was relatively mild, but I, I couldn't stand still. And if I needed to concentrate, I'd fidget. Mm-hmm. And things like that, which was actually because... That was a coping mechanism to minimize my symptoms, but to me I didn't know what was going on. it was just what I needed yeah. to do well, it
0: must have been um, hard.
1: well, it was also just normal
0: yeah that's true yeah you hear that a lot I mean we yeah. talk about inverted common disability, but you know more and more people are having sort of food allergies and all, all other kind of external and then yeah. internal causes but basically they don't realize that they're not as Uh, an average inverted common person should be in it until they actually have it pointed out or feel what you know not being in pain or not struggling feels like (laughs) yeah and then it was so um
1: I got a lot worse during my early 20s and became a wheelchair user before being diagnosed then I was hospitalized and I couldn't talk at all for a while it was like I'd had a stroke and that's one of the effects because my veins are too stretchy So Mm -hmm. as well as my joints. So then my blood was pooling and it just wasn't going up to my brain enough. I didn't know that was what was happening. So I was trying to push through it. Funnily enough, it was just getting
2: worse. Mm -hmm. Because
1: I wasn't doing anything to let the blood get back up to my head and let my body recover. Um so I then started drawing some stick men to like of the things that happened on the ward, like Mm -hmm. the poor woman who was totally not with it and was trying to catch a ferry every morning. Um and um, she'd throw things out of her room to catch the attention of the other nurses and things like that. So I would just do some stick around. People like, oh, those are great. So I did some to explain my medical condition, my hypermobility mm-hmm. syndrome.
0: Yeah.
1: And people like them and then it's just grown from
0: there. That's amazing. So actually, because you know, again when when people create any kind of project that is around having a disability or maybe you know, having a, a family or friend with a disability, whatever the yeah. exact reason is. Sometimes it's kind of through that change and and working things out that it just spawns, which sounds like was your case. And other times it's kind of a later retrospective, like, wow, that was difficult. And if only I'd had X, Y, Z, then that would have been better. So I'm going to now do that for everybody. So yours kind of spawned going through that process. That's amazing.
1: But it's kind of, now it kind of works from... Both of those options, as in, yeah. um, because I also now create stuff for all sorts of disabilities. I now cover autism and diabetes and complex regional pain syndrome, fibromyalgia, and you name it. I've got stuff relevant. Um, because people contact me saying, could, "I want this to exist," or "I wish this could have existed. It will help so many people." Mm. I've got this this kind of situation where you just get so many misunderstandings, make something to help that misunderstanding go away.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll work on it with them and then we'll come out with in cards or stickers or whatever is needed.
0: Yeah, that's amazing too. And you so say it kind of, it helped you going through it and then reflectively it's been able yeah. to help lots of other people. Yeah. So how obviously there's on an award and there's sort of things that are happening that are probably not always that funny, but you found... or or they're funny in hindsight but you found (laughs) humour in them and that helped you to sort of get through it but it also helped to kind of describe what you were going through to others so when did it shift from something you were doing kind of for fun and to keep yourself occupied and explain to people to being more of a sort of online project?
1: Well it started off I put a few pictures about living with hypermobility syndrome, you know, the, what it's really like, um, on a support forum run by the hypermobility syndromes association.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, and people were just like, Oh, those are brilliant. Make a book. So I made my very first fundraising booklet, which uh, they were simple stapled, not quite home produced, but new. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, fundraising booklet for the HMSA so it's basically a fundraiser
2: yeah
1: and I kind of sold all of them I got 300 printed and I sold all of them within like six months or so and I was like oh people really do pay money for sick men
0: yeah it it wasn't just sort of the friend family yeah doctor nurses which obviously they loved them anyway but it was beyond that as well Yeah. yeah
1: and people who didn't know me were buying yeah 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 and then um I was sat chatting with a Friend who with the same conditions as me, um, so she also will when her pots is bad, she'll have problems speaking
2: mm-hmm.
0: and
1: will also fall over a lot. So we were sat there going, how do we stop people, helpful people, from hauling us up when we've fallen over? Mm. When we've fallen over, we need a bit of time to, to recover yeah. and, and then make sure it's safe for us to try getting back up again. And what would yeah. happen is people would. People would, you know, dislocate the shoulders or stand us up and we'd fall straight back over again. And it's like, how how do you stop them doing that
2: mm-hmm.
1: without being really, really rude? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, saying don't do that doesn't work because people have so got the helpful brain in that they don't hear the words saying
0: no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine it, it if you're like, out in public, yes, then the, the chance of a random having come across the condition. And then even, even if they come across it, kind of assuming that you might have it is exactly. minimal. So that must be difficult. But I guess even within friends, families, colleagues, those that are around you more often, it's a yeah. very powerful tool.
1: Yeah, so what we, what we then came up with was let's design, let's make some keying cards with my stigma on, mm-hmm. um, that say some of these important things like if I fall over, let me get up in my own time yeah Uh, don't touch me
2: yeah
1: um back off with yeah back off with the (laughs) color and the stick men as a way of making it very light-hearted so it's not like an offensive it's make you chuckle okay I'll do what you ask. um so I made a set of I know probably about 10 cards for me and my friend Mm -hmm. and then I wrote and I put them on my blog like oh I just made these (laughs) ha. And then suddenly I had, like, 30 people going, oh, can I have something? <laughs> Come on. And like, okay.
0: That's so good.
1: I was, so that's literally how the business began. Yeah. Because I created something for myself, not expecting anyone else to want them. Mm-hmm. And then I've literally got people saying, can I have something too? And me, and me. Okay. Can you do one for autism? Can you do one?
0: Just growing from there. So when you say with the business, like, is it, I mean, it may well be a mixture, but... Does the money come from individuals buying the cards, or are you commissioned by organisations to do it for different conditions?
1: Usually, it's the individuals buying the cards or it's used uh, themselves. It's been very interesting. In the early days, I approached several um, larger charities, mm-hmm. and I had actually had the situation where the charity was saying, "Oh no, we've got a condition card that we provide. We don't need anything else." and at the same time I have a local support group of that condition Mm -hmm. with people living with the condition saying can we please have 20 of your cards well because
0: they're fun right I I, I, I love what you said yeah it's about humor can break down barriers and
1: also I think they fill a very different role to a lot of the charity's formal work
2: Mm
1: -hmm. because the the sort of information cards, they tend to be very small print and give a, a sort of overview detail. Mm. And really often when it's in the moment, you just want someone to know, don't pick me up off the floor.
2: Yeah.
1: And when you give them a card that says, I have a condition that only one in a thousand people have, mm. people are like, well, that's not relevant in this situation. So the cards give very clear and specific Here and now, this is what you want to know. But because they're funny, people tend to go, Can I have a look at the rest? And then they accidentally have chosen to become more educated just because Mm, they're
0: funny. That's amazing. So that when I said that the chance of a random having because I was sort of thinking that you've educated people with stigma crypts like before an incident happens. But the point is that if it happened in a train or a bus, you can just give a person the card that's before they do anything to you yeah yeah Uh, okay and and
1: I and they can really take the uncertainty out of situations Mm. because you've got this way of saying this is what's going on
2: yeah and then
1: people go sorry didn't mean to laugh okay I mean like literally last night I went to um my dance group so I'm in a contemporary dance group
0: cool
1: and because I'd had a busy day, I suddenly realised that was the point, if I try and talk, I'm actually going to choke. Mm. So I'm just going to have to be completely silent. And it's also going to take me too much energy to try and talk. So I'm just mm. going to be non-verbal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was dancing with someone who I only met like once or twice before, mm-hmm. so they don't know my condition much. I was like, oh, card out. It says, sorry, can't talk. And they're like, okay then that's fine <laughs> and it was like totally chilled crack because,
0: on with the dancing yeah. yeah and it was just it it takes the
1: it always takes the disability in that the in the medical sense it takes yeah. the disability out of the equation because yeah. you've just got something that's like i can't talk right now and then people go oh you can't talk right now okay then
0: yeah move on. <laughs> yeah i mean when we talk about social model medical yeah. model exactly what you're on about but it it's in such a real, applicable way—not the sort of PowerPoint slides of yeah. the, you know, <laughs> the different parts of both models, but it, in a way, it's just the socialising of the yeah. social model I mean, as well.
1: It's portraying disability in a way that people relate to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, people might not have experienced not being able to talk, but you know, most people have had a cold or you know, a coughing fit or a, have at some—they can relate to the fact that right now I just can't talk. Yeah. Like, oh, So it stops being, oh no, this is a big disability thing and starts being, I can relate to that so I can respond appropriately.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So are all the cards of a condition specific nature or are there some that are kind of broader about all, for almost all disabled people or almost categories of disabilities? It, it, it's a
1: big range. So yeah. there are some that says, for example, I have one that says I have hypermobility syndrome and this is yeah. what it means. Yeah. Um, or hypermobility spectrum disorder, I can get the name right. Um, (laughs)
0: Rose of the tongue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But then there are others that are very generic. For example, I'm recharging.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So it covers the whole range. So some are symptom-specific, some are... I've even got a sort of generic, I have a disability, chill about it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's my normal, (laughs) let's get on with life (laughs) kind of card. So... There's the whole range of very specific to very generic.
0: Okay. And are there any sort of everyday life activities that people report back kind of wanting more support for? Or is it almost irrelevant as to whether you're on a bus or at a dance group or in the office that it's more about the kind of incidents that may occur?
1: It's more about the incident rather than the location. Yeah, okay. what often happens is people contact me saying i've had this specific thing occur have you got anything that will help mm-hmm. so for example a lot of my autism related cars probably five or six of them came from a scenario where someone contacted me saying i was on train i'd lost my ticket mm. um and the conductor or the train manager was trying to be helpful and dropping hints and trying to subtly guide them in the right way but because they were autistic they Mm. weren't picking up the hints okay they knew they were being given hints but Mm.
0: they couldn't work
2: out what
1: they were and they get more and more stressed so then they people tried to comfort them by putting their hands on them it's like no physical contact makes things worse yeah and of course when that's happening the individual didn't have the ability to then explain clearly and calmly in ways that the other person was going to understand yeah. what was going on and what they needed. So we then sat together over the internet and came up with a whole series of cards. And a few weeks later, they got in touch saying something similar happened again. This time, completely different story.
0: Wow, that's really cool.
1: No, they didn't have, a, they didn't end in a meltdown. They showed the cards, people understood.
0: Job done. <laughs> yeah,
1: job done. They got, they yeah. got what they needed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's partly why I love my job. But yeah. I you think know, the difference, you know, people have had major problems with something and then they've got a tool that enables them to actually almost like educate the people around them. It's yeah. The things that, yeah, and, like, and then doing it via everyday activities yeah. as
0: well. Not because, you know, obviously there's a need to, you know, put things out through the broader media to educate society. But when it's preachy or it's just a bit out of context, people don't get it or they don't tune into it. Or they they
1: just misunderstand bits of it. Yeah, exactly. Or even they get so into it that they try and be so helpful that they override everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a disabled person. I shall show I'm supportive by helping you. That's not helpful. (laughs) Who am I helping? (laughs)
2: Not.
0: (laughs) So, have you got like a favourite card that that you've made? it depends how i'm feeling (laughs) i
1: really quite like the one that says the brain fog one that says um i'll just read it to you so i get it right warning severe brain fog currently in zombie with head full of cotton wool mode if it isn't an emergency please leave me alone
0: (laughs) it's almost like an answer (laughs) fine message (laughs) yeah
1: yeah exactly so i can have that next to me and then people just know right okay hannah's not really with it then just back off
0: I mean, have you found that this can be applicable? Has been applicable to people without inverted commas or disability, because people get fog in, in yeah. an everyday way.
1: Well, I have. I'm, I'm not aware of a lot of able-bodied people or non-disabled people using them. Right. But I do find that when non-disabled people look at them, they go, "Oh, I could do with one of them. Yeah. I could do with one of them," because they can relate to it. And yeah. I think that's why they're effective. Mm-hmm. Both sides, as it were, can relate to them yeah. and understand, it's like putting everyone on the same page.
0: So the stickman kind of bridge, bridge that yeah. sort of divide in a way. So
1: bridge the normality gap.
0: Yeah, You've got one fantastic. normal
1: and another normal and the cards go, hey, you, you
2: both can understand each other.
0: <laughs> and so how about the feedback? I mean, obviously I'm going to, you know, share the link and, and the information on, on the blog post. So, people can click through and have a look for themselves, but like have you got a formal way of of getting new ideas and understanding the needs of different people, or has it always been a bit more people just get in touch if and when?
1: People generally just get in touch if and when emails the best one because for me, yeah because then I can sort the emails into folders and i don't lose the request yeah um, we have. <laughs> a massive list of of to create stuff um and it it, we kind of work through it in inspiration order Mm -hmm. so i will have a lot of things sort of mulling topics in the back of my mind that i'm mulling over Mm. Uh, but the ones that get done sort of quickest are the ones that people give you that bit more information and Mm. an example of scenarios that they need Solutions to
0: and even the solution. They may even have yeah. the solution. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. We I take requests any any format really. Sure. <laughs> um. But a bit more information, a bit more. I call realness, so that I can I can like feel the situation that they're trying to resolve. Yeah. Um, is a real help.
0: Yeah, can imagine that. Yeah, and so like if people are going to actually buy them once there's cards that people are like yep that will help me no problem um what's the sort of price and how many kind of cards do you get for the price are there different packages how does it work it's generally speaking it's pick and mix because everyone's so different yeah
1: um so it's two pounds a card um
0: yeah. so you, there, can card. you can buy individual uh, cards so do people they don't necessarily give the card away no it's a reusable yeah so so you show it but you keep it yeah gotcha so I have a I have a
1: pack of key rings rings? a pack on a key ring yeah which I might put on a lanyard Uh if I'm having like a bad day when I know my speech is going to go so I will wear that then with the most relevant card face up
0: are there a lot to choose from like if you were having a panic is it hard to choose the right one well
1: um I've got got little dividers that can go in the pack uh-huh. so you can get a pack of dividers so i've got about 20 cards and a set of four dividers okay um and i know that you know the red section is the uh, explaining my condition and the blue section is the pacing section yeah, so that yeah, helps I, to
0: find it yeah, yeah
1: so i know roughly where they are
0: okay
1: um and then so you can put the next to you, you can wave them at people you can hand them to people but they're yeah. reusable so they're very very durable encapsulation it's not even a laminar apparently <laughs> but the, they are they will last for a couple of years in okay. their handbags and yeah. and,
0: and stuff. <laughs> yeah which is great because i mean did, did you know that in the beginning or is that something you've learned over time that they needed to have that type of durability
1: well, the the very first ones because it was just to you know me and a friend yeah yeah they were just standard home laminated yeah. um but then they started getting doggy fairly quickly mm. um and then i went Wrote to various you know printing supply uh, printers to find one that could do bulk laminated at the exact size and with rounded corners so no one cuts themselves on the corners yeah, of their okay. cards and you know little things like that and then found the, the current printer which i've been with for years now
0: yeah that's amazing It's it's interesting isn't it how you know you have that idea and then there's the kind of the reality side of it the day-to-day yeah. stuff and then bit by bit you learn Skills and you make contacts, and then yeah. over time, it yeah, you just get better at it, and it helps more people. So, like where you're at the moment. I mean, have you got any sort of um grand aims and vision of where you're going to be taking this, or is it very much more just as it comes?
1: Well, obviously, the aim is to expand the business and yeah. um to. You know, there are, there are a lot more conditions that I want to cover. But, um, and I also want to do, start doing some work on helping with pacing. Because a lot of my products also talk about pacing. I've mm. got posters and sort of wristbands and things to help with making a sensible plan for the day where you mm. get things done, but, but also don't touch yourself. Yeah, Because often pacing can sound like, you do half an hour of some work and then you have to sleep for half an hour. And that mm-hmm. just isn't practical yeah. for most of us. So, you know, how pacing actually can be work in real life. Um, yeah.
0: That was cool. So, yeah, so little I little might,
1: little... might look at doing, try and do some talks as well. But I also volunteer and a patron of the Hypermobility Syndrome Association. So I do a lot of work with them as well. And yeah, just, I guess my aim is to help change the view of disability as a negative and see it instead as a different normal Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and accept it as such
0: yeah that's great because i know like when i've been looking at different things i do that to often to be quite specific in what you do and be known for something is the most useful way of of getting a name and people getting to know you and all the rest of it and then in the end, most people, whether they're a writer or a speaker or you know drawing awesome stickman yeah. comics and everything like that, in the end, there's that mission element which is around the broader kind of supporting and empowering disabled people yeah. and the kind of educating society in a non-preachy way. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like now, now you've you know been going for a while with the the comics. It's great to that the cards. It's great to be able to sort of maybe look at doing other things alongside yeah. that and yeah. it all feeds off each other anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. And I know we, I mentioned the sort of, um, being on the transport, you know, maybe that would be a, a very common place that the cards could be used, but when we were talking yeah. before you were telling me about a new idea you've had, do you want to share yeah. that for train, train users?
1: Well, this is actually a, a, um, come from one of my customers. Okay. It was like, Oh, just, you know, make something for when you're in a wheelchair on the train and the ramp doesn't turn up. Can't we have like a flag or something? To... <laughs> so um I'm probably halfway through um finalising the design. So I've got my supplier lined up lined up. Okay. And wait, so there'll be a extendable flagpole handheld, so it would go to about a <laughs> metre long or so with the flag on the end, that's about A4 size, saying ramp required and happy wheel, happy wheelie on it, at the edge of a precipice. (laughs) Um, So that can be waved out of the door, so instantly, station staff know there is someone on this train who needs a ramp to get off now. Obviously it's not gonna resolve every single issue, but it just will make that part of a journey that little bit easier. Yeah. And interestingly, I was, actually went on a train journey yesterday. So I took a, the um, sample that I've had made up um, with me and showed it to station staff. And they're like, oh, that will make our job so much easier.
2: Yeah. Because
1: often when they get the, the call through or the notification, like they the location of the wheelchair user is often wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. So they
1: go to one end of the train and the wheelie is actually at the other end.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and things like that. And they're not, or they're not sure whether the person's actually caught this train or not, and the train's too tall to be able to see easily. When actually, when you've got the flag, it helps both people because they know exactly where they're headed to, and we know that there's someone got ahead to us.
0: Yeah, often you ultimately have this sort of sense of them and us, you know, it's sort of disabled people feel aggrieved by the, for example, the the train staff. Yeah. And then the, the train staff sort of feel like, well. They're running around and they're not quite sure where they need to be and you know um sort of struggling to know the information yeah exactly yeah it's the system the procedure um but that kind of the idea of your flag is it's so pleasant that it's a happy wheelchair yeah. as a symbol not an angry one I yeah think that's a really good thing to have that for the humor but it bridges that divide that we talked about earlier as well
1: yeah i mean i, I did try doing some versions with scared stick man or worried stick man and they were just it just wasn't working it just looked oh, confrontational yeah whereas when i show the station staff the happy the happy sample one they're like oh yes <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know to make them smile before they even get to you that's you know has
0: gotta help <laughs> oh, i love that i love that well i look forward to seeing that once it's all ready and launched and um i don't know if you ever saw my first time i ever did I think on BBC Breakfast was about train journeys yeah. and I told the story of when I got stuck so I, I yeah, definitely I think, could have done without them. Exactly I
1: think every wheelchair user yeah. has got a stuck on the train story.
0: It's, of yeah. it's like a kind of initiation <laughs> of being a wheelchair yeah. user isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah cool well, before we, before we uh, you know, wrap up the interview was there anything else you wanted to share with the listeners any calls to action or updates or anything else?
1: Not really, I no. guess, in, ke- in case of a call to action, just be go out there and be yourself.
0: Yeah, that's be a very good call to action. Be
1: different in public, Love be different that. with confidence.
0: <laughs> cool, and come and check out the Stickman. i communication.
1: Stickman
0: No, that's great, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm actually, have you done me for spinal muscular atrophy, which is my condition? Not yet, if you'd like some, do drop me an email. Yeah, I'm going to start thinking of like where it could be useful. I mean, because I, I was thinking it's also that clearly it's around when someone's having difficulty communicating also, that it, that's more useful, I suppose. Yeah, but
1: also the condition explanation cards are very useful in social situations yeah. where it's, yeah. oh, what's wrong with you? This. And then someone else joins halfway through and you're like, oh, I don't want to explain it again. Because yeah. on the one hand, you want people to understand. But on the other hand, it's boring to repeat yourself. So the explanation cards are really useful in social situations when it's like, mm. oh, this is my condition and it gets passed around. Everyone has a laugh. You haven't explained it at all and they're talking about something interesting.
0: And with kids as well, actually, because yep. I think it's a nice, it's not that, as we say, that preaching lecture is not great for adults, but kids are just not going to engage at all. No. And, I, and I always like, try and come up with this sort of descriptions of SMA to kids. That's a kid-friendly way, but you know it's quite hard not to go into the sort of you know this particular cell or but, yeah, genetic the, the whatever. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Like no one really understands. I don't really understand it. So okay, yeah, I'll have a ponder on that and I'll, I'll get back to you. That's and, right. Uh, and likewise to the listeners, if they've got ideas for their conditions as well. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for your time. Hannah. That was really enjoyable. You. you too. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye then. Well, I hope you're all rushing off now to look at the website and get some of those Stickman Crips cards that Hannah's been producing. I can really see a lot of utility for all of the different impairments that she's already covered. And I think just the the narrative and the story of Hannah and her own experience and how that's been helping other people and broadly educating society is very, very powerful. So um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that catch up with Hannah, someone I have met in person in the past, Um, but it was nice to go into a bit more detail all about the great work that she's been doing. So as always, please do like the podcast, share the podcast, and generally get the word out there. I really want more and more people to benefit from hearing these stories of inspiring and entertaining disabled people. And um, also, we are going to be moving shortly onto Facebook Live, so there'll still be this audio recording. Um, There'll also not only be disabled people, there will be a broader variety of people, but Disability Horizons will be um, covering all of the disabled people. So one way or another, you'll you'll get to hear all the interviews on this podcast, but just to let you know that you can follow on Facebook Live if you want to see the videos of the future. And um, until then, we'll uh, catch up soon. Bye bye.